Are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett. With me is... Miguel Garza, a.k.a. Horsecles. We also have our special guest for the day... J.C. Delatore. And we can't forget my lovely wife... Heather. What's up? And, of course... Merman! <laughs> <laughs> the gang's all here! That's right, we're all here! <laughs> so let's, uh... Let's get right into things. You, have, you have something you want to rant about first? No, I don't got to rant about anything yet. No, we'll save that for later. We'll save that for later. Okay, all right. I feel like I'm ranting enough, but I, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hold it in. Hold it in. Uh, squeeze them cheeks more. <laughs> well, all right. Well, then let's get right into the comic discussion. Let's get into it. What were your top two for the week, Miguel? Tough week. I flip flopped so much this week. Number two, I went with it. Avengers Undercover Number Three. That's a great book. It um, was, uh, you know, following the kids from uh, Avengers Arena. Mm-hmm. And all the mess they went through, through, uh. In, in Avengers Arena, Arcade, one of the weaker X-Men villains who always kind of builds murder worlds, uh, kidnapped a bunch of different mutants and other superpowered characters, like young characters, and trapped them on an island, forced them to fight to the death. Kind of a Hunger Games sort of storyline. Ah, you said it! Hunger he, Games! He, Hunger Games! He even, he even referenced it in the story as that. Yeah, I, I don't really like the Hunger Games, but. Hold three fingers up, damn it! No. But Avengers Arena. Was actually, three, not the middle. <laughs> Avengers Arena was actually a pretty good book. Uh, Avengers Undercover is the continuation of that story after all the characters have been through Murder World and only a few of them survived. Uh, the few that are left are trying to find their one friend who's kind of gone off on his own, and we stumble upon him hiding out in a villain's lair. And uh, it's kind of like a nightclub for villains more than a lair, but it's run by Baron Zemo. Anyways, the villains all kind of show the kids where they can go to find um, Arcade. Yep. So they do what they're dreaming of doing, and they go to where Arcade is and uh, attempt to kill him. But they don't do it, though. You know, they're kind of like, uh, well, you know, we well, shouldn't do this. The whole book's about the struggle between them staying heroes and choosing to become killers or villains or, you know, succumbing to what Arcade tried to force them to be. Of course, then, can I spoil it? Spoil alert! No, no don't, don't spoil oh, it. Oh, that's the best part of the book. That's why I liked it. Number, <laughs> number two. One of my characters from the previous storyline, she was in a suit. She was in a hazmat suit. Her name is Hazmat. She no longer wears the suit, and what she does in this book is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a really good book. It's It was definitely in my top five. It just didn't make my top two list. So what else you got? So my number one book, my number one book here, Undertow, number three. Steve Orlando. Talk about our good friend, hashtag the arm, Steve Orlando. What can I say? We... The first two books we loved, we saw the guys leaving, you know, the waters to try to go on land, to run to those men people, the humans. They started to fight, and out of nowhere comes this other Atlantean who's been on the earth for a while, and he's like, that's not how you kill somebody. And he, like, capitates this one guy with one swing and, like, starts kicking ass. I'm like, this guy's freaking awesome. Yeah, it was a really good book. That, that series just keeps getting better and better with each, each issue. Yeah, he's amping it up. I mean, every issue, the violence is like, and what you don't expect, I mean... Sea creatures eating guys and arms floating around the water, and now people get decapitated, people living in their own crap and worshiping this guy, and he's killing them. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Steve Orlando, Undertow number three, is my number one this week. That's that's fair. It was my number two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who does number two one for? <laughs> that's right, buddy. You tell that shit. <laughs> no, it was, it was a really good book. Uh, I love the art. I love the story. Steve's just killing it. Uh, Steve and RDM. I can't remember. I can't pronounce his name. He's Russian. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> 
He's he's a really good artist. Well, my number one book uh, was actually Evil Empire number two. Oh, okay. Uh, I read the first one. It was my pick of the week a few weeks ago. It was good. It was it was different from everything else, which is why I suggested it as my pick of the week. But it wasn't really spectacular or anything. The second book, however, went from being you know just kind of good to being a must read. It's one of the best books I've read in the last year. Not just one of the best books I've read this week. It was fantastic. I loved it. You just like it because, you know, the president pretty much said, Hey! <laughs> the storyline is basically that the president, in the first issue, kills his wife, the first lady, because she's been abusing his daughter. Beware and he finds him. out about it. So, you know, he, he admits to the crime. He gets arrested. He gets paraded in front of the country. And he calls for mob justice. He calls for people to stop putting up with the bullshit and start taking justice into their own hands it causes this huge riot causes all these people to divide between him and between you know traditional values in america and it's just fantastically written i loved it you just call it the purge three <laughs> but 24 7 not just one day of the year it was it's very different from anything else that's out there and it was good don't get me wrong i liked it the cover was kind of freaky you know yeah. <laughs> i was like that is pretty freaking cool cover the book is good uh, it was in my top five, along with a few other books. Like I said, it was really hard, uh, but it's a good choice. It was a good book. So that J- was your number two. That was my number two. Uh, that was my number one. My number two oh, was Undertow. Okay. Number two was Undertow. Okay. Uh, JC, I know you don't really uh, read current comics, but have you read anything recently that you think is worth mentioning? Um, yeah, actually I have. Fifty Shades of Grey. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually got to meet the cover artist for um, Solar Comics, uh, The Man of Adam. Okay. Um, and I guess number one just came out. And yep. It's from Diamond Entertainment, and uh, it, it actually looked kind of cool. It, it's kind of written old style, like 1950s style comic, and it had like kind of an old feel to it, and it was just just really cool. Um, Frank Barberi is the writer and the letterer. Yeah, he's the same and, guy that does white suits. He's very talented. And uh, Joe Bennett did the art, and it's a beautiful book, and it flows pretty well, and it it's got these cool little uh, interludes where a man of Adam is uh, doing his, uh, you know, superpower thing, and he actually is, like, throwing, uh, like, chemical equations at people. Now, I don't know what any of these equations are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess the chemi- chemist nerds really get off on this kind of stuff, but uh, uh, it, it's it's a pretty cool book, and it, it, it's an interesting introduction. There's, like, this one scene where he's just, like, spouting all these different equations all over the place and uh it's like okay i don't know what to make of this but it seems kind of cool and he's like exploding or something and it's really neat um the other book that uh that i found while i was uh, doing my signing was divine retribution which is by austin janikowski and this one is actually really interesting because it's got kind of like a a guardian angel christian kind of feel to it where the guardian angels are advising their people that they're guarding on on how to kill vampires um hmm. and it's an interesting mashup of like vampire lore and you know christian lore and it, it's it's an interesting combination um this one i don't think is being uh it seems like it's an indie comic it's by 10 sky studios and i'm not even sure if it's in full full release yet but uh it definitely looks cool and looks like something that you should check out because it's it's got some really great artwork and and Austin has written an interesting story, so... I'll do that. That sounds pretty cool. I meant to pick up Solar Man of the Atom, but it, it our, our shop didn't get any for some reason, so uh, I'm going to have to order it online or something. Yeah, I mean, Solar was pretty cool. I, I liked it. Uh, it had a very, like, 1950s, 60s feel to it, so... Cool. I'm going to have to pick up this Guardian Angel vampire book. Sounds pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Miguel's all about vampires. He loves Twilight. Hey. He loves anything to do with vampires. Awesome. That's not right, well, man. Well, I don't know about Twilight. 
<laughs> I see how it is now. I see where we're going with this. Hey, I called you off for the Twilight shit in episode two, so. <laughs> but yet, you were there watching it along with me. Oh, no, I wasn't. Don't even make stuff up. You dragged oh, your you'll, wife to you'll see be, it. You'll be interested in, in our next project, which is uh, kind of a vampire thing. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Oh, nice. Awesome. Okay, well, let's get back on track. Pick of the week. Was there a book you wanted to highlight? Yeah, uh, another book that uh, picked up here, uh, Seventh Sword. Okay. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I don't know how to describe it. Help me out here. You're the, you're the wordsmith. You got all the words. Come on, big man. I throw out the title. You tell everybody what it is since you got like this uh, seven, seven Sword is about this <laughs> this human samurai who was part of an alien, was part of a space exploration force, and there was a war going on on this planet, and his unit was there helping. When the war was over, all the rest of the humans left, and they left him behind, and now he makes a living as a ronin samurai, kind of just traveling the wasteland, because it's all like a desert planet. That's right, he's protecting. And he's protecting cargo ships that are, you know, under attack from other... Like robotic kind of uh, monsters. It's really kind of a simple, typical anime, manga kind of story. But uh, it's really well done. The artwork's really good. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was in my top ten. I don't know if it was my, broke my top five, but it was in my top ten. I liked it because it was something different. You know, I enjoyed it. You know me. I like little different things here and there, a little craziness. So what was your uh, pick of the week? My pick of the week was actually going back to the big two, Uncanny Avengers number 19. Ah, if you've been reading Uncanny Avengers, which is written by Rick Remender, who you know is one of my favorite authors, <laughs> you know that Kang and the rest of the future Uncanny Avenger people, like Doom 2099 and Spider-Man 2099 and you know, whoever else he brought with him, have all come back to try to help Havoc uh, correct the timeline because it's been completely destroyed. Basically, humanity's been wiped out by the Celestials. Mutants have come, have been transported by the Scarlet Witch to live on this floating asteroid that's traveling through space. It's like a ship. And they're under the thumb of one of the Apocalypse twins, which is one of the cloned daughters of Apocalypse, basically. Pretty much. And Havoc has found a way to reset the timeline. It's getting kind of convoluted with all the time travel stuff. Yeah. But it's actually a fantastic issue. Thor, Thor does some stuff in this book. <laughs> Thor does all kinds of stuff every single time. He doesn't usually win, but he's, he looks like he's winning this time. Why are you always hating on Thor? Man. Seriously, he's got hate. I don't hate Thor. He's just poorly written a lot of the time. You're like, he can't win unless he gets help. Poor Thor. He's getting poked in his own book. Well, he does. <laughs> he's doing good in Uncanny Avengers, though. And, and as typical Rick Remender writing, it's it's fantastic. I love everything about it. So, If you're not reading Uncanny Avengers, maybe go pick up the trades. Like The first 12 issues or so are just kind of okay. But it really starts to pick up after that, and it gets really good. This last issue was great. Our listeners are really going to start to hate you because you keep on saying, "Hey, pick up that trade, pick up that trade, pick up that trade, get that trade." Well, it's a lot. E- it's, it's a lot easier to pick up. It's a lot easier to pick up the trades than it is to pick up single yeah, issues. Isn't that what most everybody do does now? Is just pick up the trades. Except for me, I buy like twenty five books a week. Same here. Five bunch like, of stuff. Like the Walking Walking Dead. I mean, I I only pick up the trades because I can't. Uh, I just can't get up to the comic shop every week to, yeah. or every month to pick up a, a new issue. So it's just kind of like I wait for the big volumes of the trades and just kind of how far along are you? All in at once. How far along are you in the trade storyline? I got past one hundred. I think I'm in at one hundred five or one hundred six. So I still got a little ways to go, but um, but you know the you know the majority yeah. of the story at that point. Do you prefer yeah, the show yeah. or do you prefer the books? Ooh, that's a tough question. I would say that I like the the books better. But the show is brilliant. We have our issues with the show every once in a while, all the filler episodes, but they get a good yeah. episode and you're like, yes! You <laughs> see Rick be Rick! Yeah, it was, it was really nice to see Rick finally become who Rick is in the comics the, in that last episode. Look at the, look at the flowers. Yeah, look at the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn, we brought that up last week. Look at the flow. <laughs> I don't think no, it was week before. Yeah, look at the flow. Well, then, then let's let's talk a little bit about uh, JC. Okay. Let's hear uh, a little about you and a little bit about Star Mage. Oh, that's done by Jesus. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's see. I've I've written two books, and I've had a novella, and I have a whole bunch of other uh, things that never amounted to much of anything. And then I stumbled upon the idea of Darian Connors and Star Mage, and uh, before you know it, I'm being published by IDW, and I have a great artist uh, named Ray Dillon who did a spectacular job, and uh, suddenly I'm here talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you know you've made it, huh? When you're yeah, talking to us. Now I've totally made it. No, seriously though, I, I've uh, I've had the idea for for Star Mage for a couple years now. I've been working on it. It actually started out as a novella, and I, I wasn't very happy with the way that I, I was writing it. I I didn't it didn't feel like it belonged as a a written kind of thing. Uh, it really should have been uh, a visual thing. So. I know I couldn't write uh, like a TV script or a movie script, but I've always had a love for comics since I was a little kid, and uh, I happened to be reading a Doctor Who uh, IDW comic, and uh, it kind of dawned on me that Darian and his story would make a great comic book. So I can't draw to save my life, so I ended up looking to find an artist that I could work with, and I stumbled upon Ray Dillon. And, uh, he's, he's fantastic. The artwork yeah. in Star Mage is just beautiful. Oh, yeah, it was really nice. And it, it, it was a, a great working relationship with, with Ray. It was a long, long process to get that first issue conceptualized and put together. But uh, once we finally got it done, it was like we finally reached the finish line. And, and it was it was an amazing feeling that the first issue was finally done. Unfortunately, Ray will not be continuing on with the rest of the series. Oh, man. Um, yeah, he, he is in demand. I mean... Uh, he's got a lot of different projects he's working on. He's actually working on a, an adaption of Peter Pan with his wife, um, and that's pretty much going to be taking up a lot of his time, uh, as well as some other projects. I believe he was doing the web comics uh, for Game of Thrones for, uh, on the Game of Thrones DVD packages. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing the artwork for their web comic. Wow! So yeah, bigger fish to fry than me, I guess. <laughs> but uh, the great thing is that uh, I have discovered a superpower. And that is that I can find amazing artists, and uh, my new artist Franco took up where Ray left off, and he's got some brilliant, brilliant stuff coming. And this, it's kind of a good point uh, for for Franco to pick up because uh, in issue two and issue three, we're going to be introducing a lot of the new characters. Uh, you're going to get a better look at the main villain, and uh, it's it's just going to explode from there. So awesome! Sounds pretty good. IDW, uh, that's also lock and key. Mm-hmm. You ever thought about talking with Gabriel? Oh, I would love to talk to Gabriel. I actually really enjoy the Lock and Key series. And you know what? It's kind of funny because the way that it worked out joining IDW um, was Ray was really the driving force behind that because he had done some artwork for them before. I believe he did the covers for the Mars Attacks or at least some of the covers for the Mars Attacks books. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I believe he did the last Unicorn, which was published through uh, IDW. And so he had a connection with Chris Real, the big cheese over there at IDW. Uh, got some of the early artwork in front of him and uh, they loved it. They were really into it. And even after Ray left the project, they were still standing behind us and interested in the project. And uh, once Fra- once Franco got the, the next two issues done, we had three issues in the can, that's kind of when they took off and started that huge machine that is IDW. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I tweeted Gabriel not too long ago, because I followed the Lock and Key series all the way through, and I really enjoyed it. I loved his art. 
uh, told me yeah. it was really amazing. And yeah, I saw you were like, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, I was saying it is fantastic. I mean, it's a great looking book. I've never read the whole thing. I read a couple issues at the end. Uh, Miguel keeps promising he didn't bring me the whole series to I'll read through. It to <laughs> I haven't seen it, and it's been months. <laughs> I have it there tomorrow. Okay. Trade paperback. <laughs> well, cool. Tell us a little bit about where Star Mage is going to go. I mean, the, oh, the story is basically the kid has uh, transported across the galaxy, and he's with these people now, and he's got this huge destiny thrust upon him. He doesn't really know everything, so where does he go from yeah. there? Yeah, you got it. I mean, basically, that's kind of what, what's going to happen is uh, uh, he's got this huge destiny that's forced upon him. Uh, he's going to learn, and I'll give you a little spoiler alert because it's not exactly a trade secret. Um, the main villain in in the uh, in the series is actually his brother. Oh, and uh, so he's got this whole little family dynamic that he has to deal with, where he has to should he go with his family or should he uh, defend this empire that he knows really nothing about and there's, there's going to be other complications that go along that kind of uh, make that even a bit more muddier. We're going to find out what happened to his father, and it's just going to kind of snowball from there. Uh, we're going to be meeting a lot of new characters uh, that are going to be integral to the basically the entire storyline within the next couple issues. And they're very interesting aliens, because uh, it's, it's almost like... Hogwarts in space. <laughs> I guess is the best way. The book definitely has a Harry Potter kind of feel yeah, to it. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, uh, he's going to be meeting some new friends, but uh, each one has like their own uh, set of powers. Uh, each race has their own uh, own abilities. Um, for instance, uh, one of the main characters is named Tearwash, and she's going to be his right-hand girl. And she has the ability to be telepathic. She only is telepathic when she raises up her bunny-like ears. So uh, she has the, like these two floppy ears that are like bunnies, and you know she raises them up, and she can read your mind and read pretty much everything that's going on all around her. Um, and she uses it as kind of like a, a defense, you know, to try to figure out, you know, is this person that's coming up to me going to harm me, or is are they going to be cool? And and that's kind of how she she kind of figures everything out uh, but she also has some other powers she's a very powerful star mage so um and you know each race like i said has its own little little powers so it's it's going to be interesting to see how how that all develops and how uh darian handles some of the things i'm going to throw at him i got something for you i mean yeah. i don't know if you do this i don't know if I, dw ever do this and you could credit me this if you decide to do this <laughs> <laughs> i mean idw you could do like variant covers you know like you said different races and different groups of people you talked about yeah. like harry potter Maybe have like different variant covers with like the different groups of, uh, you know, different groups on each different cover. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Um, cause I'd probably pick them all, all up. All, all of our covers are, are done. Um, as for the variants, IDW hasn't talked about any variants yet, so. Um, is this gonna be a miniseries or is this an ongoing? It, it, it is, it is a miniseries right now, so, um, we're, we're hopeful that it'll sell well and, uh, the, the good news is that with issue one, uh, we pretty much sold out uh, of the diamond stock, and we're kind of uh, we're hoping that issue two and issue three will kind of keep that momentum going. That's awesome. And uh, if that goes well, once we're done with the the six issue run, which is this this series, uh, we'll, we already have plans for the for the next series. So uh, hopefully, IDW will want it. <laughs> well, we've been telling a lot of people that listen to us, uh, friends and relatives, and. Uh, and I have friends and relatives who live in certain parts of the country that can't get two of them. Uh, they pretty much listen to whatever we say, and they're like, hey, this is, they go and pick it up. 
Sadly, some individuals, some small towns, their comic book store doesn't get them. You wouldn't have like an extra surplus or anything like, so we could say, hey, uh, <laughs> you know, he might want one. Can he get one? How can he go about getting one? Or he's, he's, he's asking if we have friends that are having trouble getting a hold of some. Can we have them contact you? And maybe you can give them a hookup somehow. Um, I do have a stock. Um, the thing is, is that uh, it's my con stock, so I'm going to be taking it to cons. But um, I can probably do one or two here or there. Yeah, definitely. No big deal. No, I'm just asking. <laughs> they listen to us. They do what we told them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the leader. They are my minions. You know this. I'm the great I, I will, I will be at Dragon Con, which is uh, in Atlanta. So if it's one of the biggest cons in the southeast. So uh, if you guys can make it over there, I will be there. And I'll have plenty of, of issues of Star Mage there with me. We'd love to. It might be rough this year, but... Uh, What's the day? Uh, it's it's going to be Labor Day weekend, so... Yeah. That's the same weekend as uh, Comic Palooza. Well, Justin, I guess I'm going to Atlanta. See <laughs> <laughs> ya! Uh, we've already made a prior commitment, man. You can't do that. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I had a question about the character. Is he going to ever return to Earth? Um, not during this series, he won't. Okay. Um, but if we are picked up for another series, um, we have plans to return him. Yes. I'd like to see him go back and whoop those bullies. I know, right? <laughs> I, I can't say anything. <laughs> I, I like yourself. I'm really pulling for you that this actually makes it more than a miniseries. I really do like it. I, like I said, with the Harry Potter feel and everything else, we talked about this earlier before we went on live, uh, that I like Harry Potter. I'm a big Harry Potter nerd. And this book does have that feel. And, it, and I really did like it from the very beginning. When the first page I read, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And I became more engrossed with it as it goes on. I really do hope that uh, you get the following and we'll push it as much as we can from here. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate it, guys. Um, I, I'm really excited about the storyline because uh, being a novelist, I, I have a, I, I try to... Um, to give a lot of depth to my story, give a lot of background and things like that. And there's just only so much you can put in a comic series, so there's still a lot of story to tell. Um, so I'm hopeful that I'll get the opportunity to do that. And uh, like I said, things have, have been going pretty good so far, so hopefully the, it'll appeal to the comic readers out there. And uh, I know some of, the, some of the criticism that's been out there is that it's a little... To like uh, Peter Parker, you know the Peter Parker story, and it has a it has a uh, kind of traditional origin story feel to it. Yeah, it's not it's freshly done. It's not repetitive, or, or it's not like just a blatant rip off of one of those other stories. It's very yeah. unique. Yeah, and I can't say that there weren't influences of you know Spider Man because I grew up loving Spider Man, so <laughs> so there there may be a little bit of that in there. But um, the one thing I did want to say is that if you keep reading, you'll see that it has its own unique storyline and that it's it is its own entity and it's uh you're gonna get so much backstory it's gonna drive you crazy but the way that that it's come together and i'm actually kind of kind of happy with the way that it came together uh thanks to my artists that keep me on track they they make sure to let me know that if i'm being too uh too wordy and doing too much monologue and what have you um but (laughs) but uh it does give you enough backstory to to let you know that this has an extensive history. The, the Sarukishpu, who are the, uh, the people that Darian's from, um, they, they are a kingdom that's been in power for a long time, and they have some demons and, and some skeletons in their closets. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff in there to, to try to take in. Well, we're looking forward to reading it. Definitely. You know, man, critics say what they got to say, but it's we the people that buy the book. Yeah. Yep. And from our feel is so far from what we've heard, but we are like the book. Miguel may not realize this, but we are the critics. I don't no. criticize. <laughs> <laughs> but you put me in that same box with those people. <laughs> well, well, the awesome thing is 
something is like uh, about ninety percent of it is, has been positive, and uh, you know that's really surprising to me and encouraging because this is my first foray into comics so it's kind of like uh uh you're, you're just stepping out there a little bit outside of your comfort zone and it's just good that uh it seems like everybody seems to like the book so i have a couple questions for you but i'll ask this one real quick mm-hmm. you uh, said spider-man influenced you but who was your oh, yeah. major influence in life to start doing these comics oh my gosh um honestly it's it was just my love of comics there i, I don't really have somebody that that I can identify with. Uh, there's a lot of different writers that I do like. You know, Neil Gaiman's stuff is amazing. Uh, Steve Niles with, with his 30 Days at Night. Uh, Frank Miller's stuff. Uh, there's There's been a, a ton of great writers and, and artists that are out there that, that do serious inspire me. Dropping. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but for the most part, it's just uh, I've always had a love for comics, and it was always something that I think... I was going to get to. I just hadn't had an opportunity yet, and I thought I wanted to be a, this big-time best-selling novelist. And I, I think now, after I've done it and I've experienced the, the process of writing for a comic and uh, going through the entire process of seeing the pages as they're developing and just loving every second of it, every every time I get a page, it's just a thrill. You know, seeing your words transferred into a visual medium, it's it's just uh, it's hard to describe uh, the the experience of seeing. Darian hanging on that that flagpole for the first time. I mean, it was just wow. <laughs> I, I can only imagine, man. I'm I'm actually uh, trying to write my own comic too. I haven't gotten very far in my script, but I've done the outline and I'm working on it. So I'm looking forward to those moments myself. <laughs> yeah, and all, all I can say for advice to you is uh, just be as descriptive as possible for for your artist, unless you do the art yourself. I don't know if you do or not. But no, I'm not um, nearly that talented. <laughs> I'm the but, no. yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> Miguel's not the artist either. <laughs> I'm the artist. I can draw the best stick figures in the world. <laughs> <laughs> me too, brother. Me too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just be as descriptive. I mean, it's all in your head, so you kind of have to just paint that picture for your artist, and, and he'll be able to interpret that and just make amazing, amazing things. That's that's the best advice I can give you on that. Cool. Well, thanks. <laughs> Is this the only thing you actually do um, right now, just writing books, or do you have another 9-to-5 job on the side? Um, or? I, I do have a nine to five, unfortunately. I, I'm not self sufficient yet. Hopefully, one of these days we'll get there. But uh, you know, maybe when they make the Star Mage, the motion picture, that I'll be able to do that. <laughs> but uh, as of right now, it doesn't pay all the bills, so I do have to do a nine to five. I am also doing my podcast with my lovely wife Rita, and uh, it's Transmissions from Atlantis, and we pretty much talk sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. Um, I'm also doing an audio theater project with uh, a friend of mine uh, called Continuum Force, which is kind of like a mashup of Stargate and Doctor Who. It's kind of like you have a team of uh, military folks that are time travelers. So we're putting that together, and hopefully we'll have our first few episodes launching sometime in September. We've just finished writing the script for the first two episodes, and uh, hopefully we'll be uh, releasing that soon. Um, I'm also working on another comic series with uh, a co-writer, Martin Dunn, who wrote the Joshua Black series. And that one is called Whitechapel, and basically it is a vampire story, but it's from the point of view of the vampires, kind of Anne Rice style. Okay. And it's uh, it's going to be pretty amazing because uh, uh, my vampires don't sparkle. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read an Anne Rice vampire book? Oh yeah, tons of them. Okay, we'll make sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, and I'll 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 be quite honest. I I am a sucker for the Anne Rice books, and 
I, I'm afraid to admit that publicly, but I do Dude, love her books. We just I read them. We just outed Miguel as a Twilight fan, so <laughs> don't feel ashamed of admitting you like Anne Rice. <laughs> I've read them too. <laughs> sure you have. Sure. My, my dog is named Lestat, if that helps you at all. Nice. <laughs> so how long have you been podcasting? We are 74 episodes in, so we've been doing it for a little while. Um, about two years. Oh, wow. um, in fact, our two-year anniversary is going to be coming up uh, Memorial Day weekend because uh, we started right after our trip to Timegate, which is a, uh, a Doctor Who Stargate con. So <laughs> Cool. Well, we've only been doing this for almost three months now, but we're loving it. Yeah. And, you know, just stay at it, guys. I mean, it's, it's it sounds like you guys got a good formula going, and it's definitely a fun podcast. Uh, it sounds like something that uh, is fun to listen to for for your listeners. So uh, just keep at it, man. We try to make it fun. Yeah, we talk <laughs> about all kinds of crazy stuff in here. Uh, my wife and I, we have a blast doing our podcast, and we're we're always fighting with each other during the podcast. You know, uh, one of the classic pieces of our podcast that we had was uh, our Harry Potter versus Twilight debate. <laughs> it was awesome. Which side of the uh, fight were you on? <laughs> well, somebody had to take Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> I will love you. Forever. It ended up Your being me. And, uh, and if if you knew me, you'd know that I absolutely hate Twilight. But, <laughs> but I had to defend it, and I, I thought I came up with some pretty good arguments. So I don't know. Well, uh, Miguel's put me in that position before too, trying to defend <laughs> things I hate. You're both fans. <laughs> I'm not Twilight though. <laughs> Talk about YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so uh, you just, as long as you guys are having fun and, and it stays fun and doesn't become something that's a, a chore for you guys, then your listeners will get that. Yeah, you're like, well, it's already over, but uh, we had a big old comical madness tournament, kind of like the NCAA tournament, where we had uh, our fans, you know, give us suggestions who they wanted to see in the tournament. We had like what thirty? There's thirty-two matches of different kind of characters fighting. Oh. Thanos ended up as the uh, eventual winner. Yeah, he beat Darkseid. Who won? Thanos. Ah, yeah, oh, wow. it might have been a mistake to put Thanos and Darkseid into the tournament. <laughs> but at least they were on opposite brackets, so they met each other in the finals. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was definitely an experiment. And this whole thing's an experiment. We just kind of come up with new ideas every week and try stuff out. And whatever works is great. And whatever doesn't, we try not to do again. <laughs> yeah, like comical theater. <laughs> oh my god! Tell them about that. The very, the very first week, we uh, we tried to read a comic book and act out the scenes. Oh, <laughs> a suggestion from one of our listeners. Yeah, one of our one of our friends suggested this, and uh, we picked a Harley Quinn comic. So Miguel was doing the Harley Quinn voice, and I was doing Poison Ivy, and it got a little uh, weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> It was terrible, too. It wasn't even very good, but because it was so terrible, it was funny. Do you guys still have that on somewhere? I might want to oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's on our website, comicalpodcast.com. It's the first oh. issue, the first episode. Awesome. I might check that out. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, you can get a real laugh out of it. We've come a long way since then. <laughs> yeah, since then we've had special guest appearances for Merman, you know. Merman saying the blues. He's not even a guest anymore. He's a permanent addition to the oh, show. That's right. I forgot. I'm going to get cut here. Yeah, I thought I heard him in the credits. Yeah. We, we even have, like, a little merman action figure who's wearing a comical podcast shirt. <laughs> That's how far we've gone. <laughs> People love it. They can't get enough of it. Damn right. Uh, well, that, that brings us to the next thing. Uh, we have to try to sell our sponsor a little bit. AudibleTrial.com slash comical. Mm-hmm. Uh, for audible.com they provide audiobooks they have over 150,000 titles hey that's my life all you have to do is go to <laughs> audibletrial.com slash comical and sign up get a free 30 day trial and one free audiobook uh, if you don't like the service you have 30 days to cancel it no charge whatsoever if you like the service though it's only $15 a month after that and you'll get one free book per month 
Um, <laughs> in addition, if you do sign up uh, and you send us the email with your download receipt, then when I get around to making and finishing up our comical podcast blooper episode, I'm going to send that out to everybody sometime in June or July, sometime in that area. And then last week we announced that we had another special gift for the people that signed up and supported us, and that is Merman Sings the Blues, his first album. <laughs> and if you don't know what you want to get from there, um, my first novel, Ancient Rising, is actually on Audible. Awesome. Nice. Hey, so there you go. Great. Pick up Ancient Rising with your audibletrial.com slash comical account. Yes. That is really- I wish I had known that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next segment that we wanted to talk a little bit about was uh, animated movies from DC and Marvel. Aha. The only reason I want to talk about this is because I had the misfortune of buying Avengers Confidential, Black Widow, and The Punisher. Why? <laughs> uh, Target had a sale and had a bunch of Blu-rays on, on discount for $13 each. Oh, that's right. You went crazy that day. Not crazy. I you bought, went out to lunch and came back with like 10 I only bought, I only bought four. <laughs> but uh, I bought the movie. The whole thing feels like it was written by somebody who doesn't know those characters at all. Uh, Punisher was pretty spot on, but he's probably the easiest character in oh, all yeah. of comic history to write. I shoot, kill, and I don't care. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't like bad guys, and he, he kills them. He was awesome. He was well written. Yeah, he was. I fell asleep like three times. Black Widow was represented as this like, hopeless romantic kind of character. Really meek. Who like was really yeah meek is probably a good word. It was just really bad writing. That's horrible. Really. It was yeah. horribly done. I cannot recommend that movie to anybody. I fell asleep. Take it back for your refund. No, I still have it. <laughs> Um, I bet not get that for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> My feeling is that DC has just been killing it with the animated movies. Oh, yes. There's so many good ones. Marvel has a few good ones, but there's more that are just kind of so-so. But I guess Marvel's thing is really live action, because the live action movies are really good, and DC's are just kind of so-so. So. <laughs> DC's movies are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he's trying to say. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, man. Just wait. It's coming. <laughs> okay, I'll say it. <laughs> so, DC animated movies, which name two up the top of your head did you like? My favorite ones? Mm-hmm. I really like Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Um, it's the same classic Frank Miller story. Green Arrow teams up with Batman to take down Superman. Mm-hmm. What's not to love? <laughs> Hashtag the arm Green Arrow only had one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, as far as my other one, I really enjoyed Flashpoint. I know it's based in the New 52, but I thought it was really well done. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a good one. I like that one where he goes back and reverse Flash messes everything up and everything goes to hell and people are killing each other and Aquaman and Wonder Woman are like, yeah. <laughs> have you seen any of these, JC? Um, I have not. I, I, I sampled a little bit of the Justice League uh, off of Netflix and uh, I couldn't stand it because they made Superman such a wuss that I just couldn't watch it. So, <laughs> Well, if you like Dark Knight Returns, the, the comic, You'd enjoy the movie because it's very true okay. source material. That one's actually excellent. Okay, cool. But some of the other ones, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Justice League War, he's not that tough in there. No, he's pretty weak in there. Yeah. It's Public like, enemies, though. He's, he's Superman. Why is this little punk guy kicking his ass? I don't get it at all. And then Batman has to come save him? What the hell? That's just me. No, it's, that sounds about right. It's like the same thing as why is Batman afraid of Falcone? I don't understand it. Why are you bringing that up again? <laughs> Dude, you said it. You tweeted that Batman Eternal 3 was much better than 2 and 1. You did say they should have started here, I, but yeah. you gave it some love. See, you happy I picked it up again? Yeah, well, Thank well you very much. Three, 3 was better than the first two. I'll give you that. But <laughs> Overall, I'm just kind of disappointed with the series. Crisis on Two Earths? Oh, the Owlman one? But of course. Oh, yeah, the Owlman story is really good. It does. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, my favorites. I like War as well. Yeah, War's, War was okay. It was... 
probably the weakest one of the new batch. Crisis on Two Earth and uh, Public Enemies are two of my favorite. Okay. Doom was was okay, but wasn't that great. <laughs> Is there any Marvel animated movie you enjoy? Can I get back to you on that? <laughs> I, I thought Planet Hulk was okay, but all the other ones I've seen, there hasn't been any that's really stuck out to me. Oh, I did see Planet Hulk. That was bad. Yeah. I liked it. Nah, okay, Planet Hulk probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to think about it. So the point of all that was do not watch Avengers Confidential Black Widow and the Punisher. <laughs> you, you'll waste two hours of your life. Dude, you can't say that. <laughs> Don't sure. do that to people. It's, it's my show. I can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Whose show? <laughs> Our show. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sorry, <man. laughs> The next thing we wanted to talk about was our Thaniel giveaway. We mentioned this last uh, episode. Uh, we're giving away the four issues of the Thaniel miniseries written by Omar Spahi and Terry Hiddleston. Drawn by Terry Hiddleston. Have uh, you had a chance to meet either one of those two? Who, me? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> no, they, they started their own company called Awesome Comics. Uh, oh, okay. It's Seek Donnelly, who used to work for Top Cow, I believe, and Omar Spahi... Everything we've seen from them so far, we've really enjoyed. Daniel's no exception. And like we said, we're giving away the four-issue miniseries right. to one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. All we're asking is that people help us out and design a four-inch by six-inch flyer that we can give out at Comic-Cons and whatnot. And send me the images. Uh, we're going to have the drawing in May. I think May 8th? Yeah, I believe so. May 8th, we're going to have the drawing. And then uh, whoever wins, we'll send them all four of the issues once they are available. We've only had two entries so far, so your chances of winning are pretty good still. You can enter too, JC. <laughs> yeah, I expect I'll a, my, a stick I'll figure. Have stick, I'll have my stick figures right over there. <laughs> but no, see, Sing, Daniel was singing. Everything is awesome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Exactly. Yeah, Daniel two came out this week, and it was really good too. Yeah, it was really good. It was hard to not make the top two, but you know, this is my top five. Yeah, mine too. I'm his number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> we have this thing where Miguel's been uh, tweeting people on. On Twitter. I haven't started yet. And uh, he's going to hashtag every single person he talks to and tell them that he's their number one fan. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious if he just does it to every single person he talks to in a day. <laughs> right now everybody thinks I'm like this big Kiss fan. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. If you, if you listen to the first episode of the podcast, you'll hear the story about Kiss. Okay. And you'll get that joke. So the next thing is our funny segment called Tell Me a Funny Story. <laughs> and this week, Miguel's in the hot seat. And JC, do you have a story for us, too? Um, I do, yes. Awesome. So let the guests go first. Oh, no, no. You get, <laughs> you get to go first. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're changing this now to tell us a tragic story by Horton the Police. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I told you, man. My life is not as fun as you think it is. I go through these tragic stories. As Pat Oswalt always says, tragedy plus time equals comedy. Fine. <laughs> Would you like the pizza story or would you like the bathroom story? Which one would you like? <laughs> I'll let JC decide. Which one would you like, JC? Uh, sounds like we should probably go with the pizza story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we go into our favorite pizza place in the whole that, world. Does the pizza story end in the bathroom story? That's, that's what I it hasn't yet, thankfully. No, but everything else on this damn show ends in the bathroom. I don't know what's going on. If you listen to the previous episodes, you'll hear us talking about bathroom stories and slee stacking and all kinds of stuff. Slee stacking. <laughs> <laughs> we started a phenomenon called new game called slee stacking. You remember the slee stack from Land of the Lost? Yes. And how they would yes. sneak up on people and try to steal their treasure and make that uh-huh. hissing sound. Yep. We do that to each other all the time. We're constantly trying to sneak up on each other and go. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> not, not necessarily in the restroom, just any, anywhere it's fair game. He turned off the lights and did the sleep stack. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> oh, look at the time, guys. <laughs> There's lines, man. There's lines. All right, well, back to the pizza story. Anyway, so we go into uh, Little Caesars today because we want to get a little deep, deep pizza. And uh, granted, it's not the greatest pizza in the world, but it's good. And so we go in there, and Justin orders his uh, cheesy bread, and he orders his deep, deep. Okay, fine. So then I, he pays for his pizza, and I come behind him, and I'm like, can I get a small one? You know, the one that's on special for lunch. He goes, oh, we don't have the uh, dough. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I wind up ordering the big one. All right, so I'm not going to eat all the same for tomorrow. The funny part about that is you'll argue with anybody about anything at any time. You'll fight to the death for shit that does not matter. <laughs> but he's like, we don't have the dough, which is like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And you're just like, okay, I accept that. <laughs> you got to know me, I guess. Instead. So I anyway, ordered the big pizza. So that goes through, and then the guy, you know, it'll be a couple of minutes. Oh, okay, fine, you know, we're waiting. And then uh, he comes up, okay, the order's done. So he gets the one deep, deep, because there was already one sitting ready, okay? And I don't like, you know, I want mine fresh. So he gets the one out, and he gets Justin's cheesy bread, and he gets the other deep, deep out. And he stacks them all together, and he gives them to Justin. And I'm looking at him like, okay, where's my pizza? And Justin starts walking out the door. I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> so I walk out to Justin like, dude, get my damn pizza. And I don't want the one that was in the fridge or the little oven waiting. I want the fresh one. That's like, okay, it's this one here. It's hot. I'm in my car. He's in his car. We take off. Let me and say let me say here that I honestly thought I did give you the hot one. You lying sack of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. So anyway, so like normal people, I can't wait. So I open the box while I'm driving. Of course, people don't want to do this. So I'm eating a slice. I take a bite expecting to burn the roof of my mouth because it's supposed to be hot like it normally is. No, there's no burn. It's lukewarm. I'm like... This sucks. <laughs> so I'm pissed. So I finish eating it, and I call Justin. Hey, man, just screw me out of my pizza. I got the cold one, the lukewarm one. Because I'm sorry, man. I thought I'd get you the, thought I'd give you the real one. The real hot one. Dude, so you got that number? It's like some box. Well, I start looking for it. I can't find it. Fine. So I break out the internet on my phone, hunt down the number. All this while driving. Yeah. Shut up, man. <laughs> for those police officers that are listening to this. It, <laughs> it, was, it was on a farm road, to be fair. So I pull the crow. over and I look for the number. We park in the Kroger and I finally get the number and I dial. Hey, uh, how you doing? Hey, I got a problem. I got a real problem here. I need your help. Okay. In what world does two different people make two different orders of pizza and your employee gives the pizza to the one guy? He stacks them together, gives two pizzas to the one guy, and I don't get mine. This is what I was talking about him fighting them to death about something that's so minuscule. So the, guy's got, so the guy's like, well, I don't know what you were talking about, Tommy. What is it? Uh, explain it again for me, please. My friend ordered his pizza and his cheese bread. He paid for it. I then came up and ordered my pizza, and I paid for it. The pizzas were done. He turned around and gave, stacked both deep deeps, two pizzas, and cheese bread on top, and gave to my friend. He walked out the door. He didn't give me my pizza. I wasn't going to the same place. I could have been going somewhere else. I don't understand. What are you talking about? I bought one pizza by myself. He bought his pizza with cheese bread. He paid with his credit card. I'm like, what the hell do you not understand? I don't know. You need to tell me a little bit more. I'm telling you. Are you drunk? <laughs> We're walking through the Kroger buying soda, and Miguel's screaming at this guy, Are you drunk, you idiot? <laughs> what do you not I mean, all that was left for me to say is, Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? But I'm like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Jesus. Finally, after a while, he finally gets, well, what do you want me to do for you? I'm trying to tell you that your man messed up and did this. Thank you. Click. I'm like, 
Oh, hell no. He didn't just hang up on me. I said, Justin. Oh, Justin goes, dude, what's going on? And Justin is just dying laughing inside. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine. So I go back in the internet because I still had the page pulled up. Go back and find the little Caesar's pizza that's in the town. The other one, the second one. I call him up. I start talking to this lady. And she's like, oh, okay. Would you like to see the manager? Oh, I thought you were the manager. Okay, let me explain it to the manager now. I said, look, man, I have a problem at your store. I went to the other store, ordered deep, deep. Not only did they hand my order to the other guy, not only did I get the pizza that was lukewarm, but it was also kind of burnt. And so I'm explaining to this guy, this guy actually gets it. Oh, I see. So you order one pizza, and he orders pizza, and, and, and I see now. Okay, thank you very much. So what can I do for you, sir? Well, I'm kind of pissed at the other man because he didn't even care, right? He was like, got all ugly with man. One point I asked him if he was drunk. Now, Justin's checking out. He's still laughing at me because I'm still going on. People are looking at me in the store now. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, come on. He's like, I'll tell you what, sir. We'll take care of you. We'll get you a whole new pizza. You want to bring this to me now? So we're walking out the door, and I'm still talking to the guy. I paid for my drink, and I'm walking out. And I'm like, no, I can't do that because I have someplace I have to be. I said, I've got to go. All right, well, uh, take a picture of the pizza and send it to me. Like, huh? <laughs> Actually, before that, he was like, five minutes and we'll meet you. I'll have somebody meet you somewhere and you bring... No, I can't. I gotta go. Look, I already ate one slice, sir. I'm sorry. It's not a whole pizza. All I want to do is the other manager, something needs to happen. They, they need to be retrained. He needs to get yelled at or something because he really didn't care. That was my big problem. He did not care. Didn't care that the policy was wrong. And like I told Justin, this would have all been fine and dandy if he would have just listened to me and actually cared. But he didn't, and he was being a total butthead, and I just lost it. And so I'm like, wow. Anyway, so the new manager, being a good guy that he is, says, all right, sir, here's what we got you covered. Send me the picture of the pizza. Here's my number. So I sent him the number. I took, took the picture of the pizza, sent it to him. He texted me back. said, I got you, Miguel. We'll get you a new pizza tomorrow. Swing by, and we'll give it to you. I said, thank you very much. That's nice. I didn't want that, but I appreciate you caring, giving a damn. And so, thank you very much. And then he hung up and said, that's how it's done. Free pizza. <laughs> Justin, goes, Justin goes, did you get your free pizza? And he said, damn straight. And the reason why this is all funny is because when Justin had Burger King one day, and they shortchanged him a meal, when it's all said and done, both him and I got two gift cards for $10 a piece, and I got a free burger when I went there. I'll just On let top s- of that. I'll just let stuff go. I mean, unless it's the completely wrong order, I'll just be like, eh, whatever, I'm not that picky. But Miguel, man, he'll... Chase down the manager, yell at him, scream at him, run into their car, whatever it takes. <laughs> run into the car. That's how you get your pizza with a side order of spit. A side order of what? Spit. spit. Oh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> that, sir, is the wrong damn answer. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how funny that was, but uh, Justin was laughing up because I was going crazy on the phone with the guy. Just tell him, is he drunk? Are you stupid? What is wrong with you? <laughs> and uh, I usually, we also do when I do argue, I do complain if they do mess up my meal. And there's not too many places I really do complain. There's a restaurant that just messed really? up. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you complain in a ton of places. I don't know if any places off limits. You can ask my wife. She'll tell you there's places I don't complain. And there's some places that I will do a complaint. It'll be very nice and respectful because I really enjoy the place. Where's my free food? <laughs> I don't say it like that. And half the time, I don't expect or want anything. Like, when I got your Burger King stuff for you, I didn't ask for it. Here, we'll give you one for you and one for your friend. And if you come in right now, I'll give you a burger. So what did I do? I went right now, I got my burger. <laughs> <laughs> and you brought me the receipt and said, she'll give you free food. And I didn't get it. And you got it. <laughs> you said, go eat the burger. I know you. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't care. It wasn't that big a deal to me. <laughs> 
See, now my wife is going to listen to this and go, oh, really? You had a little sister's day. You were competing again. But, God, what did I tell you? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> that was a cue, Heather. <laughs> so, Mr. JC, tell me your... Which one? Uh, <laughs> the one you looked on... at me, but you were talking to him. <laughs> we get the real... Will the real JC please stand up? Exactly. <laughs> what is your funny story, sir? All right, so I definitely don't think it's as good as that one is, but... Um... So I actually had my first comic book signing uh, last weekend, and it was it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, it, there was pretty much a line out the door, and it was uh, a little bit surprising for me. Um, but it's your typical fair where you know I'm there signing autographs, uh, you know, signing the books and what have you. And it was kind of odd because there was uh, people that wanted to take pictures with me, which was very strange because that's never happened to me before. And probably the the weirdest thing that happened was there was a gentleman that had Star Mage in his hand and uh, you know I took the book and I was getting ready to sign it he was like no no don't sign it and I was like okay um, why not <laughs> he was like because I don't want anybody defiling my comic book what okay I'm here to sign the book so yeah I just wanted to say hello and that I really like the book but uh, I-, I don't want you to sign it no offense what? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, nice meeting you, pal. And then he started his whole life story about how he's a writer and how he has uh, um, his own comic book line and that he every every single comic book that he's bought, he just doesn't feel that uh, he needs somebody's autograph on it because it takes down the value of the book. From $4 to what? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Of the of the of the characters, and I, and it was just really interesting how he kind of uh, put his own story to Star Mage, <laughs> and, and it, you know it was uh, the, the oddest thing was just he just did not want me to sign anything of his, and I just thought that was pretty weird and pretty funny. And uh, right after that, uh, an artist friend of mine came up and he's like, "That guy's always like that." <laughs> <laughs> I know some people that I can imagine are that kind of person. You know what I'm going to do now? If we ever had the chance of seeing him at a con, I'm going to walk up to him, pull my shirt down, will you sign my chest? I'll no! Be, don't I'll be like, no, don't defile it! Don't defile my chest! <laughs> that is freaking awesome! Wow. <laughs> That's pretty damn, That's kind of scary. Well, you hear at least it made your first signing memorable, right? Yes, without a doubt. That and, and the guy that walked up and said, uh, you know, everything that IDW does is crap, but your book is great. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't know if I agree with that, but yeah, that's nice. Thanks. People are so weird sometimes. Why are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. I'm just a normal person with several different personalities. You have a lot of passion. You can't help yourself. I understand. That's right. I have all kinds of passion over here. There's more, man. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, can I do that when we go to Comic Con? What? Can I tell the guy that... You know, walk up to Greg Capullo <laughs> and hand him Batman and then yell at him that he can't sign it and you just want to talk to him? <laughs> I just want to talk to you. Hey, Greg Capulco. You're... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you would do that, mispronounce somebody's name. <laughs> what was the one today you couldn't pronounce? Uh, Smith? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was no, Russian. It was, it was Russian. Come on. <laughs> I got the other one right. I got the woman's name right, I think, didn't I? Did you? I got one of them right. The other oh. one was like, what is that? I can't pronounce that. I was trying my best. Oh, it was the uh, strongman competition. It started because we were looking at Lou Ferrigno because he's going to be at Comic Palooza. It's coming up. He was looking at his pictures. I was reading the article. Hopefully, we're going to get. <laughs> Hopefully we're going to get to talk to him. That would be amazing. Uh, but Miguel started investigating and trying to figure out who was Mr. Universe. And then from Mr. Universe... It Mr. Went, Olympia. Or Mr. Olympia. And then from there it went to uh, World's Strongest Man competition. And he was going through and looking at all these pictures of these ridiculously huge guys. Because uh, I watched this on ESPN. Yes, right. <laughs> no thanks. Me and my boys were like watching it because these freaking muscle-down fat guys are like and pulling he, trains and crap. And, like, <laughs> he found this one Russian guy and he just completely butchered his name. And I was like, if you ever meet that guy, you better not even try to <laughs> just call him Joe or something. Cause... I will break you. <laughs> exactly. Hey, mustache. <laughs> hey, mustache. <laughs> Come on, Strawberry Company is awesome. You know it is. Come on. Big fat guys picking up these boulders and sticking them up on top of these pillars and then dragging freaking buses and boats behind them and carrying these... This 800 pounds of horseman. <laughs> I get that you like guys that sparkle. You don't care if they're skinny vampires. Or... <laughs> we get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know there'll be hell to pay for this. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, I get you today, but I'll get you next time. That's okay. It's, it's so, funny. In Soviet Russia, the sparkles are vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Russia. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no. You defile the muscles. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's funny. Ah, good stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah, come on, big I thing. almost forgot. Yes. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend is free comic book day. Of course. And we wanted to touch on that briefly. Uh-huh. And give a few picks for the books we were going to be picking up. Gotcha. Off the top of my head, man. The Tick! <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love The Tick? <laughs> 57 books coming out, and the first one Miguel wants is The Tick. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like the tick. I got nothing wrong with the tick at all. But oh, what was the book you said? Zombie Tramp. Nice choice. <laughs> I got to get me that zombie tramp. The synopsis for zom- the synopsis for zombie zombie tramp is actually really funny. Hang on, let me pull this. She goes, up. You go into a room with her, and bad stuff happens. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it says, "Are you bold enough to take a ride with Janie, the zombie tramp? If you pick her up, she might just share the story of how she came to be the street walking dead." That cover that's gonna be out there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Is, is your wife going to approve of this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Of course, then you got what? V Wars? Was that a Venero disease book or what? That's another IDW book, actually. <laughs> hey! You feel, are you aware of that one, JC? Um, I've heard of it, yes. Yeah. It's like, a, I think it's Vampires versus Robots. Score! Yes. Something like that. Something like that. Are they sparkly? The robots. Are you not going to pick it up if, it's, if they're not sparkly? I mean, is that a requirement for you now? Does Miguel read Transfusion? You would enjoy that. Well, of course I will pick it up because it's an IDW book and I must buy IDW books. Well, it, you want it to buy it. It's free. Free comic book day. Yes. So That's right. I'll have it for free. So, yes, I will definitely be uh, picking that up. Yes. Picking up that one. Uh, <laughs> Entropy. Entropy looks good. That's Epic Center Comics. That's some... Company I've never heard of before, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a bad book. The synopsis looks pretty interesting. It's free. Uh, Rise of the Magi, that's the new image book that's coming out. Mm-hmm. The one they chose to push is their free comic. 
And then, of course, Marvel has uh, both Guardians of the Galaxy and Rocket Raccoon, which I'm a fan of both, so mm-hmm. definitely picking those up. And then DC is doing the first issue of Future's End. DC! Which is going to be how the new 52 comes to the end, I guess. All of it looks pretty good. Yep, so we'll be there, pick up some free comics, then we'll leave there and go another place, pick up some more over there, and go to another place. <laughs> all, the, all the stores in Houston have sales going on that day, so we've definitely got to do some driving yep. around. Yep, I'll actually be signing at uh, one of the local comics here, or comic shops here in Tampa. So Cool. You want to give them a plug so people know? Yeah, sure. Uh, Heroes Haven Comics in Tampa. I'll be joining the guys from Con Artist Entertainment who do do the Joshua Black and Project Overwatch, I think is the name of it. Uh, they're, uh, they're collaborating with me on the Whitechapel series, so they invited me to hang out with them for a free comic book day. Awesome. That is really cool. I wish we could come there. <laughs> no. <laughs> a little bit of a drive for us, though. Yeah, just a hair. Are you ever going to make it closer this way? Um, I'll try. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know. You, don't you guys have a, a pretty big con out there? We have a couple. Uh, Comic Blues is coming up in May 23rd through 26th. And then sometime in August, uh, Amazing Con is finally coming to Houston. Oh, cool. That's uh, kind of a big deal. And there's one more. And then there's Wizard World in Austin in November. Yeah, Wizard World was the one I was thinking of, I think. Yeah. yeah. So there's three big ones coming in this area. Is that the one where we wanted to drop $400 a piece to go hang out with Stanley? <laughs> I think that's worth it. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I think I would do that too, as well. <laughs> Miguel can't get over that Stanley Parkour video. Have you seen that? I have not, no. Oh, man, you got a YouTube Stanley Parkour. It's pretty funny. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all we got for the show, for real, this time. Yes. want to remind everybody to go to audibletrial.com slash comical. Support the show. Uh, we still have to buy t-shirts and flyers for the upcoming appearance of Comic Palooza. Uh, remind everybody that we've been submitted for an award at the Geeky Awards. Which a lot of people are saying that we have a really good shot of winning. Yeah, we've, I've heard from a few people that our show is uh, the kind of show that might actually do well. So That actually makes me feel very good. Uh, anytime you see us tweet about it, please retweet it, please favorite it, spread the word. Um, we also need uh, iTunes and Stitcher reviews, so... If you have a spare moment, please go on iTunes, do a search for us, and leave us a good review. And well, You know, you can write what you want. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if you hate the show, you can say that too, but I don't know why you're listening if you hate us. <laughs> Probably not worth the effort. It's kind of, it's kind, it's, it's right kind of like the, the car accident where you're just kind of driving by, and you just have to look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're that much of a trainer. <laughs> At least I'm not. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, uh, we're going to be on Comic Palooza the 23rd through the 26th, so if you're a fan of ours, and you're going to be at the show, please come by and say hi to us. We'd love to talk to you. Maybe we'll actually like record you and put you on the air. Um, just to remind everybody, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comicalpodcast, or on Twitter at, at comicalpodcast and at comicalpodcast, too. And don't forget you got your blog. And I have my blog, which I have not updated in a week and a half. On Tumblr. At uh, comicalpodcast.tumblr.com. Mine's coming. Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Start tonight. Sparky, sparklyvampires.tumblr.com? <laughs> the first story is going to be Pizza Face. <laughs> Would you guys mind if I do a couple plugs myself? No, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead man. Okay. Um, StarMageComic.com is our official website for StarMage. Um, you'll see a whole bunch of uh, character bios and uh, previews of art, things like that. So probably cool to check that out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and we also have... Um, my, my podcast, which is transmissionsfromatlantis.com, and uh, we cover pretty much sci-fi, horror, fantasy, and we always have a segment for Doctor Who, so if you have any Whovians out there, uh, come check us out. Um, and Star Mage number two comes out May 21st. So. Awesome. We'll definitely be picking up. Yeah, definitely. Hey, if you ever want us to come on your podcast, we'll be glad to 
come on there and say whatever. <laughs> we'd, we'd love to have you guys, definitely. Cool. <laughs> and again, we can't wait to the next one comes out and, and your other comic as well. And I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime in the future. Definitely. You want to close out the show, Miguel? I don't have the ability to say it like you do. All right. Keep on laughing, bitches. Ha, ha, ha.